Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Praise the Lord. Well, turn your Bibles real quick to our foundational text, and then we will, we will, uh, we will certainly uh, continue on where we left off on how to be led, how to be led by the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Well, b- before I turn to the foundations, if they would go ahead and put up my, uh, my graph, my example, uh, look at this again. I, I believe this is going to help us. You have to get this. If we don't go anywhere else tonight, but just right here, uh, amen, I would be really, really satisfied and, and overjoyed. Notice that, that in the circles, or there are several circles, but in the middle it says spirit. And then another circle, it encompasses the soul. And then the outer rim, the outer circle, says body. Spirit, soul, and body. You must realize, people of God, that you are a tripart being, that there are three parts to your existence. You are spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now, I'm taking my time because it's imperative that you get this, that you are a spirit. You live in a body and you have a soul. You are spirit, soul, and body. You are spirit. You have a soul which uh, encompasses your will, your emotions, your imaginations. Uh, you, have, uh, you have a physical body. So your physical body is not the essence of who you are. Yet in many cases, that's how we are presented And in some cases, that's how we have been taught that the whole sum total of our existence is that we are body. We are not body. We are spirit. We have a soul which consists of your imagination, your will. Are you listening to me? And it's housed in your physical body. So say this. I am spirit. Come on, say it again. I am spirit. Come on, say it again. I am spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. Let's do it again. I am spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. Are are we all clear on that class? Everybody's clear. So so we're not body. And we're not soul. We are spirit. We have made in the image and the likeness and the similitude of God. God is a spirit and we are a spirit. We have a soul which consists of our will, our decision making, our emotions, our imagination. And we're, it's all housed in this physical body. Now, notice the example that is on the screen. Notice your spirit does not touch your body. So the only way for your spirit to have an effect on your body, it has to function through your soul. And so your spirit is limited to affecting your body 
relative to the development of your soul. Beloved, I wish above all that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Third John 2. So to the degree that you're able to conduct, direct, command your body is to the degree that your spirit man is able to flow through your soul. Are we together? And so you can be a born again child of God, but your life can be so discombobulated, so out of control. Uh, you can be in lack, you can be sick, you can be in worry, you can be in doubt. Yet you have all of this power on the inside of you in your spirit man. But for that spirit man to have an effect on your outward life, it has to flow through your soul, your mind, your will, your imagination, your emotions. Are you listening? And so for the spirit to have its total way with our total being, the soul, the mind has to be renewed. Are we all together? Now, let's go to our foundational scripture and then we're going to get busy. In Romans chapter 8. Romans 8. We read this the last time we were together on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Verse number 14. Romans eight fourteen. <clears throat> Look what it says. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Who are the sons of God? Those who are led by the spirit of God. Who are the sons of God? The sons of God are not people doing whatever they want to do. The sons of God are those who are being led by the spirit of God, being led by your recreated spirit. Are, are you all with me on this? Look at verse 16, same chapter. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. The spirit capital, which means the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Small case, which means our recreated born again spirit man. The part of us of the tripart being the part of us that's like God. The spirit himself bear witness with our spirits. What? That we are children of God. Isn't that good news? Now, now, this wasn't a part of it, but I want to inject this here real quick. I think it'll bless us. Go to John. This is Wednesday night Bible study, so we need to learn something. Look at John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. And when he brings out his own sheep, why does he have to clarify his own sheep? Because there are a lot of sheep, but all of them don't belong to him. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep does what? They follow him. Ooh, Jesus. For they know his voice. God's people know his voice. They not only know his voice, but when they hear his voice, they obey. Is this good? Look at verse 14. Jesus said, it's in red, he says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I, and I am known by my own. In other words, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, I know my sheep and they know me. Isn't that good? I said, isn't that good? So today, tonight, or what time of day it is that you're watching this broadcast, 
it's, it's so important. You've got to realize that you are a tripart being. There are three essence of your existence that you are spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Can I put up nugget number? Uh, what nugget I want? Put up nugget number one. Nugget number one. Realize you are a three part being. Yes. How many parts? You are what? Spirit. Soul and body. You are what? Spirit, soul and body. So we can see even in this part of the lesson that we get in trouble when we meet somebody and we think we know them and all we are familiar with is their body. Oh, Jesus. So you fall in love with their body with no clue as to what is involved with their soul. And have had no contact at all with their spirit. So you meet a person and you say you love them and all you have met is one part of the three parts of who they really are. Not only have you only met one part of the tripart person, you have met the lesser part. Goodness, Jesus. So really, you have allowed yourself to be emotionally entangled with somebody physically don't have a clue what's going on in their mind, their emotions, their imaginations, and you don't even know what's going on with their spirit, man. Is this good teaching? Is this good? Nugget number two. Nugget number two. You are spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. You have you are spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Nugget number three. Nugget number three. The inward man needs to control the actions of. Of your outward man. What did, what, did we just, what did we just say? What we just said is your spirit man needs to control your physical man. Which is impossible if you don't do the right thing with your soul man. Is this good teaching? Nugget, what nugget are we on? Let's go to nugget number four. By an act of our will, we place our total personalities at the disposal of God. By an act of our will, how do we, how do we place our total personality at the disposal of God? By an act of what? By an act of our will. But our will is involved and connected and is the sum total in our soul. So to the, to the degree that we develop the soul will be the degree that we're able to make our will yield to the will of God. Boy, this is much more powerful than you're responding today. But let's, let's go ahead with the lesson. Let's go to Romans chapter number 12. To grow in Christ Jesus, your mind must be renewed with the word of God. To grow. How many want to grow? How many of you don't want to stay the way you are? 
I mean, you've been saved year after year. You want to see some spiritual growth. Amen. How many want to see some spiritual growth? Well, to grow in Christ Jesus, your mind must be renewed. How many you want to grow? How many want to get better? Be more pleasing in the sight of God. How many want to walk in victory in every area of your life? Well, that is all relative to the degree that you develop your soul, man. So to grow in Christ Jesus, your mind must be renewed with what? With the word of God. You're in Romans 12. Are you in Romans 12? Let me get there. Romans chapter 12. And let's look together at verse number two. Look what Paul says to the church at Rome. You know, I was talking to Paul and uh, I, I was I was questioning Paul, Apostle Paul, about what is it that I need to do to renew my mind so that I could uh, be more pleasing to God so that I could uh, walk in victory over my flesh and my flesh stop dominating my life. And do you know what Apostle Paul did? Apostle Paul wrote me a letter. And, and here's, here's, what he, here's what he wrote to me. He said, Steve, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So Paul says, if you want to walk in victory, Steve, in every area of your life, if you want to uh, experience all of the promises and the blessings that God has made available, you have to renew your mind. You have to renew your mind that you may prove what is what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So Paul said that if we're going to grow and develop and grow up spiritually, we have to renew our minds with the word of God. Well, we know this. It is impossible to renew our minds with the word of God if we don't spend time with the word. I believe this. and You don't have to take it as gospel, but I believe uh, everybody is renewing their minds with something. Because everybody is taking their mind and spending it somewhere. But Paul said, if you're going to walk in victory in this life, you have to renew your mind with the word of God. Well, how in the world are we going to be able to renew our minds with the word of God? If we're not spending time with the word of God. How are you going to renew your mind with the word of God and you never study? How are you going to renew your mind with the word of God and you never listen to your pastor's tapes or however you get them out, go online or whatever. I mean, everything's free out there and just listen to it over and over and over and over. And then listen to the ministers that you know I listen to. So we can all be eating from the same table. Apostle Price, Dad Hagen, etc. Dr. Thompson. Etc. Are you all listening? So you have to renew your mind with the word of God. If you don't renew your mind with the word of God, the world will renew it. And the word of God will give you victory and the world renewing your mind will give you nothing but trouble. So to grow in Christ Jesus, your mind must what? It must be renewed with the word of God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 
chapter 5. Oh, this is good. Are you in 2 Corinthians? 2 Corinthians chapter 5? Look at verse number 1. Look what Paul says. He says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Notice Paul did not say we have hope. He says we know. Notice Paul, he did not say we have hope or we expect or even that we believe. He didn't say we believe. He said we know. Look at this. He says, for we, for we what? This is a positive knowing. This is a positive knowing. How did he know this? He knows this because the spirit of God has made this real to him. So Paul is saying, I'm not hoping so. I'm not believing so. I'm not expecting so. He says, I know. Good God of mercy. For, for, for we know that if our earthly house is what? This tent, talking about the body is destroyed, we have a building from God. Oh, God. He is saying that if you destroy this house, he says God has prepared for us a new house. For if you if you put off this mortality, God's got another house that is in mortality that will go on forever and ever and ever. Oh, Jesus. So he knows because the Spirit of God made it real to him. Listen to Apostle Paul again. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Back up for just a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm just trying to drill into your heart that you are spirit. And that you have a soul. And that it is housed in a physical body. And the world will present to you that if you're going to have victory in this life, all you have to do is work on your body. Are you listening? And so the strongest man in the world is not the man with big biceps and big triceps. The strongest man in the world is a man who is strong in his spirit. Hercules, I mean not Hercules, but Sam Hercules. Sam Jesus. Oh, See, that's why you have to watch what your kids watch when they're growing up. I grew up watching that. And I didn't realize that's not even the Bible. But Samson is. And Samson took the jawbone of an ass and slew hundreds, thousands of, 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 of army men. I mean, he did all kind of miraculous things. He didn't do it because he was, you know, so big biceps and triceps. He did it because God was on his side. I said he did it because God was on his side. And God is not only on our side, God is not only for us, God is not only with us, you remember that lesson? But God is what? He's in us. The power of God, the very presence of God is on the inside of us. Are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 9? Look at verse number 27. This is going to, man, this is going to make your hair stand up on your head. Look at Paul talking to the church at Corinth. Look what he says. Bear in mind what we just read in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 1. Look at verse number 27. 
but I discipline, come on, read with me, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, least when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Hmm. Look at this. But I discipline my body. Question, who's the I? Who is the I here that is disciplining the body? What is Paul talking about? He says, I, he's, look here, he says, but I discipline my body. Who's the I that is disciplining Apostle Paul's body? Come on now. I do know this. The I can't be the body because that's what's being disciplined. So it can't be the body because the body is being disciplined by the eye of Apostle Paul. So who is the eye of Apostle Paul that is disciplining his body? When we discover the eye of Apostle Paul, then we can discover the eye of ourselves. And when we discover the eyes of ourselves, then we will have a clear understanding how to discipline our body. So it's clear that the body cannot and will not discipline itself. The body will literally eat itself to death. The body can know something is wrong and still eat it. I mean, the body can't even rest at night knowing that there's another piece of pie in the refrigerator and you've had three pieces. But if you don't learn how to discipline, take authority over your body, your body will rule you and kill you. So Paul says, I discipline my body and I bring it into some, in other words, I make it do right. I bring it into subjection. Least when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Who's this I? I said, who is this I? Paul knows that his inward man needed to control the actions of his outward man. Paul understood that if I'm going to represent God right in the earth, my inward man is going to have to dominate my outward man. Let me put it this way. God, Apostle Paul knew that if he was going to live a life of victory and live a life that would bring glory to God, he knew that the real him, his spirit man, was going to have to, in other words, the part of him that people could not see was going to have to dominate the part of him that people could see. So the only way people are going to really know that Apostle Paul loves God, they won't know it by his spirit man. They can only know it by his outward man being dominated by the spirit man. So in other words, you can be a Christian, but if your spirit man, your inward man doesn't dominate your outward man, the world will never know that you have a relationship with God. Because whatever the world is doing, you're doing also. This is good teaching. Now let's go back to Romans chapter 12. Is this helping anybody? We are what? We are spirit. We have a, and we live. We are, we are what? We are spirit. We have a, and we live. Look at Romans chapter 12 again. Let's back up to verse number one. 
Look what he says. He says, I beseech you. One translation says, I beg of you, brethren. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Paul says that you yield your bodies, that you yield your total personalities. In other words, Paul says, set your whole body, your whole personality, set it apart for God, which is your spiritual service. Paul says, this is your spiritual service. What is my spiritual service? That I, by an act of my will, that I set my body aside for the service and for the use of the will of God for my life. That you yield your bodies. Paul says, yield your bodies, your total personalities, set it apart for God. In other words, if you don't do it, it won't be done. If you don't do something with your body, it won't be done. Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, that you present it. In other words, if you don't present your body to God, then God won't have it. God won't control it. And notice what he says, Paul. He said a living. In other words, it's not a dead sacrifice. It's a living sacrifice. In other words, Paul said, you take your body and you tie it to the altar. You got to tie it because it's a living sacrifice. That means it can get up. It can change its mind and go back to doing what it used to do. It's not a dead sacrifice. It's a living sacrifice. It's alive, but, but I make it obey God. And I make my body do right by the power of my inward man flowing through my soul that is being renewed every day with the word of God. Boy, this is good teaching. I said, this is good teaching. So by an act of our will, we place our total personalities at the disposal of God. Jesus. Our total personalities. God is not what I want to do. It's what I know you know best. And so I'm going to trust you. I'm going to spend time with you, God, so that I can find out what you're telling me to do. I'm going to spend time in quietness so that I can hear the the unction and and the nudging of the Holy Spirit on which direction I need to go. Because I can only see so far. And sometimes as far as I can see doesn't make sense. But I'm not required by you, God, to walk by senses. I'm required to walk by faith. And even though I don't understand, that is no excuse for me not to trust. Is this good teaching? So the Holy Spirit is working from within. The Holy Spirit is working from within. Oh, God. The Holy Spirit is not working with your body. The Holy Spirit is working from within. The spirit man is dealing with and connected to your soul man. Put up my example again, please. Notice that the spirit has no touchings with the body. But your soul is connected to the body and the spirit. So if you don't renew your mind with the word of God, your soul and your body is going to take control. 
And because your soul is not renewed, it still thinks like the world. It still has the thoughts of the world. It still worries like the world. It still plans like the world. And your body says, hallelujah, let's get it on. Because the body knows it's going to have its way as long as your soul, your mind is not being renewed with the word of God. Hear me, people of God. Your body never wants to obey God. Your body never wants to obey God. My time is almost gone. In Romans chapter 12, you're there again. Verse number two. And do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, Paul says, don't fashion your life after the world. Don't fashion your life after the world. And so my time is gone. I got so much more I want to share with you, but I, I want to seal this tonight. Where you understand that you are spirit. And you have a soul. And you live in a physical body and if we will just start spending half as much time developing our souls as we do working out the body at the gym I mean we do all kind of things for the body Paul says bodily exercise profit little he didn't say it didn't profit we take the profit but I'm just simply saying you can work out your body and get it all in shape and all you will be is just in shape to sin. All you will be is just in good shape to disobey God. Because your body will be out of control. Because the only entity, a part of your tripart being that can control and direct your body is your soul man. Your spirit man is the only thing about you that's like God. Not even your mind. That's why Paul said you have to renew your mind. You have, to, you have to on purpose train your mind to think like God. So when your soul and your spirit agree, your body has to line up. Jesus, that's a good place to close. When, when your soul man, being that your soul has been renewed with the word of God, your soul man agrees with your spirit man. And when your soul man and your spirit man agrees, the body has to obey because there's power in agreement. So when your soul and your spirit agree, the body doesn't have any agreement. So it has to yield to the soul and the spirit. And so whatever expression comes out of the body is going to be a result of a renewed mind, which agrees with your recreated spirit. It thinks, acts, and desires the things of God, and that's what is expressed out through your physical body. Are you all with me? So you are a spirit child of God, and you have a soul. And the word of God says, to the degree that you develop your soul, that will be the degree of how you walk in the blessings of God. Beloved, I wish it above all that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul, your soul man prospers. So it's imperative. That you must spend quality time in the word of God. And if this lesson has blessed you, I pray that you will listen to it over and over and over till you're clear in your heart that you are a spirit being. 
that you have a soul, amen, and you have a physical body. And when the spirit goes to be with the Lord, the body goes back to the dirt. But your spirit, man, is eternal. Amen. And so if you will take the time to renew your mind with the word of God, the, the word, a renewed mind is going to agree with your inward man. Uh, Peter said the hidden man of the heart, uh, the, the real you, the, the spirit you, the part of you that's like God. When you get the spirit man and your soul man agreeing, amen, the flesh doesn't have a chance. And you'll walk in victory in every area of your life. I'm teaching on how to be led by the Spirit of God. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.